listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. Today with Light resident child psychologist Katiana Azman, we're discussing and finding out more about action boundaries. Right, so Katiana, now most people think right that boundaries are something that other people have to respect. But actually, is it more about us having to set the action of saying that this is where the boundary is? We have to show that these are the boundaries that we are giving as people. So given mm. that we are probably never taught how to set these boundaries, how do we then explain this concept of setting boundaries to kids? So the example that I use in my clinic is often that boundaries are kind of like the fences we put around our piece of land, right? So I tell all of my kids that everyone is given sort of a piece of land and what you do with that land is completely up to you. You can build a barn, you can have a stable, you can have a really, really big like cat play area if you want. But these boundaries are things that we all get given as human beings. But again, in order to tell people what is in your plot of land and how you're going to portion it out is really entirely up to you. Hmm. But until we actually put these fences up, people are not going to know that they're there and people are going to assume that what is your land might be theirs or might be someone else's, right? So I kind of use it in a very visual way and sometimes I will kind of draw things out if it helps kids. So boundaries are very much that. They are parameters and they are fences with which we need to put up in order to um, protect ourselves and to safeguard the things that we consider important. Boundaries can be physical boundaries. So for example, things involving physical touch and the things that make you physically uncomfortable. You know, you should and are completely entitled to having boundaries about that. This is boundaries when it comes to your wants and your belief system. I say to kids that, you know, people are not going to know where your fences are until you communicate it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I do agree that people need to be able to respect other people's boundaries, but it is also our job as the enforcer or as the boundary maker, if you will, right. to be able to communicate it with people so they kind of understand what they are required to respect in the first place. So I would kind of discuss it in a way that's very visual, using cues that the kids are comfortable with so I use this whole plot of land theories parents can use like Legos or even just Roblox references if that's what their kids are into so that they kind of understand this concept of putting up parameters around the things that they value what's then an example of like how do you get a child to set a boundary for themselves or or Mm. guide them towards making that boundary so I would say that the first thing I would say to any kid that I work with is okay so what are some of the things that make you feel really uncomfortable or make you feel really sad and unhappy Mm -hmm. right so we kind of talk about those things so for example they might say oh I don't like being forced to hug someone when I don't feel like hugging someone that's Mm -hmm. actually a really big thing right now because a lot of times especially with younger kids parents will often say like oh go give this auntie a hug go give that person a hug right especially during like gatherings and things and some don't really know how to communicate that it makes them unhappy right so I would say to kids start with kind of what makes you feel really really uncomfortable really icky really Mm. sad or angry anything negative and then kind of give them some suggestions on how to enforce those boundaries they might not and they likely won't actually be able to have the language especially if they're quite young to be able to communicate to people so that's where our role as adults comes in where we go okay so whenever you're feeling like you might you don't feel like giving a hug and you Mm. don't think you can say it out loud then maybe what you can do is you can just stick your hand up for a high five 
instead. Right. So people can understand that you're, you know, that you're not up for a hug. Or, you know, you can kind of tell mommy and daddy, like, it's okay later, mommy, or later, daddy, right? That kind of thing. So you're giving them suggestions on how to communicate to others that these boundaries exist. And then, of course, in terms of enforcing it, again, it might kind of fall on our lap as adults having to communicate to, for example, the extended family that, you know, like, oh, don't force them to give them a hug. They're not feeling up to it. And kind of being the one to push that. Because it is difficult for a little person to defend their boundaries when adults don't believe in it, right? So yes, I think it's about having them first and foremost communicate to you what makes them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Best if they can tell you why, but if they can't, start with just what you know and then give them suggestions on how to communicate those boundaries effectively. Now, when it also comes to useful boundaries to have, because for a child, there are different types of boundaries to set with different people at the same time. Yes. Right, like maybe family members, friends of family, extended family. Is there a, a guide to follow for useful initial boundaries to set? I would say to uh, definitely the physical boundaries. So body autonomy is something that we need to teach kids from a very young age without even kind of going into the scary realm of like if they're being inappropriately touched and things like that. But mm. very first and foremost, we need to communicate to our kids about body autonomy. And what that means is that their body, what they do with it and what they choose to exclude from people is 100% theirs to control. So if, for example, you know, some kids just don't like being like, I remember growing up, I used to hate it when I had people kind of give me these sloppy kisses on the mm. cheek. And I guess I was a bit of a chubby little kid. I had pretty <laughs> chubby cheeks. And so I'd have all of these people at open houses just give me these slobbering kisses and it made me oh. super uncomfortable. Mm. And so that was, but I felt like it was not something that I could communicate. So I would say if you, to communicate to your kids that you know, sometimes when people give you a hug or mm. when someone kind of like pats you on the head, there are all these things that happen that make you feel really uncomfortable and unhappy. Mm. So this is something that you need to be able to speak up about. So right. even if you don't know what to say and you're with mommy and daddy, just pull our sleeve or pull us on the arm and show us kind of what makes you feel uncomfortable and we'll help you out. So I think start with the body autonomy first because mm. it's easier for them to be able to make those connections because it's something that they can feel. Right. As they get older, you can kind of expand that concept towards things like their belief system, their preferences, their feelings, because then they'll have a platform to go like, oh, like sort of like how I felt when someone touched me and I didn't like it. Mm the same feeling can apply when someone makes me do something that I don't want to do. So it's not physical, but it has the same connection. And then they can kind of build off that platform. But that being said, like different kids will have different things that they prioritize, right? Mm. Some kids may be a lot more protective over their belongings, for example. They don't like other people touching their stuff. Whereas some kids don't care too much about that. And it's more like, say, being told to do something they don't want to do. Mm. Um, so it's about kind of working with your child and what works for them. You can, of course, suggest suggest what you think should be a boundary so like most recently I had a family I was working with where the child had other kids playfully kind of pulling down her skirt mm. when she was on the playground she thought it was all fun and games but mom of course said you know that's not really a good thing because it's right. not appropriate and so you could suggest things as you're within your role as an adult that you think might be inappropriate but ultimately it boils down to what the kids value but start I would believe start with body autonomy and sort of the physical aspects mm -hmm. and then work your way up. Even as children, there's a pressure mm. to conform, to like something that you're not yeah. comfortable with. Even if yes. it's something that's seen as innocent and you're not comfortable with it, a mm. child should be able to feel comfortable enough to express that, mm -hmm. that they're not comfortable with that to their parents, right? So mm -hmm. 
on that issue of family, that's always tricky when it comes to setting those boundaries because especially if you grew up a certain way, then people yeah. expect your kids to behave the same way that you grew up, right? Yeah. What are some good, perhaps, ground rules that we can set in place for this to be a success with family? Yeah, it has to be enforceable across the board. So mm. where I see things becoming complicated is when mom and dad are very supportive of a child's boundary within the confines of their immediate family. The minute you go to open houses, weddings, things like that, and you have to deal with strangers and other people, mm. for politeness sake, we have parents telling their kids to ignore those boundaries mm. so that you don't disrespect other people. That sends a lot of mixed messages to kids because right. it means that their boundaries are not their own to control. It is more the people around them to control. And that can be the problem. So I would say that you know parents need to be very, very aware that it is your job to enforce these boundaries. Right. So if it is something that you think is difficult to enforce, have a conversation with your child about compromises, right? Mm. So, okay, mom and dad, we recognize that this is something that makes you feel uncomfortable. But when we're out in public, sometimes when we tell people, don't touch me in a very firm way, mm. it might come across as being disrespectful or rude. Not that we feel that way, but other people might feel that way. Right. So how about when we're out in public, we can try a different way of communicating that you don't don't want to be hugged or touched right. that isn't as firm. Mm. So see, we're not compromising on the boundary itself, right. but we're compromising on the method because we want children to know that your boundary is your own, right? And we as adults and other people will respect it. Mm -hmm. So this wishy-washy like, oh, but you know, that person is like an elderly person, just let them. In Malay, there's this word that I was raised around. It's called barala, which means mm. to kind of give in. And you were meant to barala when you were with elderly people, barala when you're with younger kids. It's, and it's sort of like, you know, you kind of feel like the only place where you can reinforce your feelings and your boundaries are at home. Yeah. And so that's complicating for kids. So I would say, you know, if there are certain things that you as adults recognize, it's going to be a bit tricky. Sit down and have a chat with your children about why it is tricky mm -hmm. and come up with a compromise where they can still defend their boundaries, but it's just right. more the execution that's slightly different. If there is no workaround, then you as parents need to recognize that it's also your job to defend those boundaries for your kids. Right. So if you have strangers or other people wanting to do something, it is your job to kind of stand up and be a bit of a bodyguard or bouncer for your kids if mm -hmm. need be. Allowing a child to be comfortable enough ultimately to come to the parent so that no matter what the situation is, the first thing that they can do if they're not sure about the situation is to come back to the parent. So one of the things that also works really well is to have a code word with your child. Mm. So going into say social settings where it might seem that these boundaries are going to be tested, you could have a code word or a code phrase with your child right. which allows you to understand that the child needs some saving right mm, mm. so your child could say for example it's like mommy can I go to the bathroom right and right. that could be a sign to you that uh, the child doesn't want to be part of this interaction and so you could be like oh okay just a second let me take her to the bathroom and we'll come back so you can remove your child go for a walk and come back uh, but that's ultimately a way that you could communicate to your kid that you have the secret language so the right. child doesn't have to explain to you on the spot that they just don't want to be there or that it makes them uncomfortable. But yeah, but it is important, like you said, that they feel that they can go to mom and dad when they feel uncomfortable. But if mom and dad is the person who is constantly pushing them to violate their boundaries mm. because mm. of politeness, then the child is going to feel less likely to come to you when they need to. Thank you, Katiana Azman, Light's resident child psychologist, for giving us more insight into the issue or the topic of action boundaries today. You can listen to all our Growing Pain sessions again on the Light Breakfast podcast on the Shock app.
You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.